Greetings, ladies and mendigants, and welcome to this latest episode of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY. The links to all the stories will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Story number one. You are reincarnated 10,000 years into the future. You come across an ancient artifact on display in a museum of history where you work. A little is it known about it, not even where it was uncovered. Upon touching it, you realize that it was yours. Written by Alex Sylvian. The thing waits. It knows that its owner is coming. It has waited 10,000 years. It can wait 10,000 more. The owner cannot. He comes. The museum of Earth is insane. It's crazy to think that all of humanity, spread across 100 galaxies, all came from one point. We polluted the sun, the moon, the stars, but we're still around and kicking. The hardest species in the universe. I took a job here simply because of how impressive it was. I wanted to be there every day, looking back. Maybe I was working there for a different reason for a higher purpose. One of the minor pieces of the place was an unidentified object number 2379. Interesting only for it being one of the few metal objects that survived the reckoning. Some people thought that it was an ancient art project. Some people thought that it was a prehistoric hammer. It seems to be a piece of rebar stuck inside of a rock, leading to historians to decide that it was impossible to remove the object without damaging it, so, it sits there like that, waiting for people to gape at it and wonder. Honestly, it's a miracle that it hadn't corroded to nothing in the thousands of years from when it was lost to a couple of years ago, when it was found, buried under the bone-dry remains of what was once a lake. It was generally dismissed as a historical context. I always had my suspicions, though, that it was something more, something majestic, I was right. That Sunday, I strolled through the museum for the hundredth time. It was simply my favorite place to be. Hollow maps lit up in the positions of the first impacts. Crawlers ran up the walls, creating a light show and vision, showing what prehistoric homes had looked like. I knew all the ins and outs. I was a janitor, after all. Head custodian Mr. Lin was waiting for me. It's your turn to clean number 2379, RT. I grinned. It was like a rite of passage. The museum on Earth was huge, covering an entire asteroid, simulating old Earth to a scale of 1 to 1,000. It had an equally large staff, running into tens of thousands, but the rule was everyone had to have a go at cleaning number 2379 to make a good impression on the boss, and now it was my turn. I took the Celestial TM bleach and headed into the exhibit. It was the centerpiece of the room that it was in. People were actually encouraged to try and move it. I guess the idea was if 10,000 years couldn't put a dent in it, surely some idiot tourists wouldn't be able to either. I grabbed a wet rag, thousands of years of evolution, and this was still the best way to clean something. Elbow grease. I put the rag up on the metal and pretended to pull. The thing moved. I nearly fell in shock. Five billion tourists and I was the one to break the ancient artifact. But my shock was not nearly as huge as Mr. Lin's. 
Everyone, out of the room, now. The tourists protested, but I said, out. He typed something into the chronograph. Security robots started ushering everyone out. Over their arguments, Mr. Lin turned back to me. Do that again, now. Look, 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 I, I, I'm sorry, Mr. Lin. I'll, I'll p -p pay, pay for it. I had never seen him so agitated. He waved a hand. The doors closed themselves. How? They weren't automatic. He just shouted with a white beard bearing splatter on saliva. Do it again. Terrified, I grabbed the thing and pulled it as hard as I could. It came out like it was a warm butter. I suddenly remembered what it was. Not from this life. From an older one. A for the one. I remember a crown, a table, a cup, a sorcerer. Mr. Lin. Mr. Lin. Merlin. Magic. An ancient and powerful forgotten thing. I now know what this is. This is a sword. It grants power. It is power. I seize a hold of a loft. Mr. Lin looks at me in awe and joy. He whispers, Hail to the new king. A new dawn comes. Excalibur rejoices. It has found its master. A new age of magic is about to rise, and the king will lead the tide. He has just come to rule again. End of story number one. Story number two. The God Emperor by Dicemonger. Grand God Emperor Zaxxus, 2503rd of his line. Master of the void, beloved entity, sat on the golden throne, waiting. Actually, he was the ex-grand god-emperor, the last of his line, ex-master of the void, maybe not as beloved as he thought by eternity, all because of those damned humans. It had been routine. It hadn't even been brought to his attention when the perimeter fleets moved in to embrace another race into the empire. Well, embrace, conquer... Same thing. The humans had resisted and had been struck back, and the humans didn't fight honorably. They had intimidated fleets into surrender without a single shot fired. They had incited the client races into rebellion against the Empire. They hacked the military networks and subverted the AIs, and rather than meet ground forces in honorable battle, they destroyed them with orbital bombardment. The Empire was a million years old. Its armies had countless victories on their rolls. Its institutions had outlived even the memory of their founding. Despite the best effort of the archivists, probably more was forgotten of its history than was remembered. The Empire had stood for a million years, and the humans destroyed it in four. Four years ago, the humans had started their assault on the Empire. And six days ago, they and their allies had destroyed the Imperial home fleet. The plasma-scorched, burnt hulks of a fleet could still be vaguely seen in the night sky. A diffuse glow in the direction of the warm gate and the large outstretched princer. After that final loss, Zorzazas had surrendered, knowing the human's propensity for orbital bombardment he had too. To save the historical places and archives of the homeworld, and entirely coincidentally, and of course, his own exoskeleton. He had surrendered with dignity and ordered his people to do the same. That was six days ago. Six days, and he had yet to receive an envoy or even a reply from the humans. He knew what they had landed. He knew that they had seized the military installations and the administrative complexes. 
He had received regular updates until the point where one had stopped reporting back. The last he had heard from the outside place was four days ago. And still, no envoy. It was both subtly terrifying and utterly infuriating. Never since the rise of the throne, never had there been left waiting like this. His remunerations were disturbed as one of the personal guards entered the throne room, carefully keeping his gaze on the floor, away from the royal presence. Beloved God Emperor, our envoy from the humans has arrived. The guard hesitated, his gaze flickering towards, but not quite reaching Zazaxis. I think. Zazaxis instinctively snarled, he thought. What was that supposed to mean? But as magnanimous ruler, he quickly suppressed the anger. At this moment, the rumblings of lesser costs were beneath his notice. He airily waves his pincer at the guard. Send him in. The guard bowed low and quickly disappeared. A minute later, the human entered. Zizaxis felt a snarl building up again. The human had no entourage, had his clothing was drab, a grey cloak, a grey leg coverings, and what looked like a piece of cloth around his neck. Under one arm he stood what looked like a head covering, and under that the other some kind of square leather case. He hardly looked like the envoy worthy of an imperial meeting. Still, the human approached, ignoring all customary bowing and scraping of the court etiquette. That was probably fair. The humans did come to conquer after all. The human continued approaching, completely ignoring the line on the floor, in which indicated the closest that the beloved of eternity could be approached. It irked Zizaxis. He wasn't used to being approached so closely by outsiders, but they were the conquerors, he reminded himself. The human approached almost to the throne, and Zizaxis opened his mouth to speak, but the human spoke first. Are you Zizaxis? A bit of a snarl showed in Zizaxis' face. Of course he was this axis. What game was this human playing? Still, he replied, Yes, I am this axis, 2,503rd of my line. The human pulled some papers out of his leather case. Good, good. My name is Frank, and I'm here to enter you into the system. First off, as a citizen of the Terran Federation, you are eligible to universal income, as long as you don't opt out. What? Zaxis replied flatly. This was not at all going how he expected. Universal income. It is the opinion of the Federation that every member should have its sustainable income, even if they can't find work or desire to enter non-paying callings. Speaking of work, if the change of administration means that you've lost your previous job, it is also within my responsibility to help you find a new one, should you desire it. This time Zaxis did audibly snarl, I am the God Emperor. I had ruled a thousand worlds for a hundred and forty years. I will not... The human interrupted him. This was the first time in the same hundred and forty years that anyone had interrupted him. Ah, yes, how did I miss that? He tapped the papers. It says so right, yeah. Well, with that kind of resume, I see two different tracks. You can enter the administrative track. With your credentials, planetary governor might be an immediate option. Maybe even a sector administrator. He leaned closer and confided with a wink. Given the recent events, we are kind of running short on administrative personnel. He straightened up and then continued. Alternatively, you could go into entertainment, write a biography, go on a tour talking about your life and experiences. I'm sure you could gain success there. Not every day an outstood emperor drops to reveal these experiences. As he jostled down a few notes, he said, 
Though, if it were me, I'd take the administrative track. There is nothing like helping people, right? Zizaxis's mind was roiling. This was all happening rather fast. He was a god emperor, and there was no way that he would be reduced to a... The human flipped a few pieces of paper and frowned. Oh, right. Technically, the palace is owned by the government. I believe it's in the process of being designated a heritage site. So, um, we'll need to find you a public housing until you can get your own place to live. End of story number two. Story number three. The Reason Humans Scare Me, written by Goncaster. We all heard the stories, right? Apex predators from a hyper-competitive death world, dense and pretty damn tough, but not exactly death world material, not the monster everyone expected. But then we actually met them, in person for the first cultural exchange. First contact was done by drones to avoid contamination, and after nearly three decades of figuring out the basic communications, we actually met these, um, humans. One of the representatives had growing eyes. I figured it was some sort of bioluminescent mutation that I neglected to mention. Heard a weird, quiet whirring every time we once in a while. Once we actually boarded the station, I heard yet more strange noises. Of course, ships tend to be rather noisy outside the crew quarters, so I paid no mind. But something was off here. I wasn't until I was being shown their medical technology that I saw one of the females with the missing arm that I realized what was truly wrong with these death worlders, what allowed them to surpass their own frailty. I watched that woman willingly strap herself into what appeared to be an automatic robot surgeon, not dissimilar from my own, but this one, it had mechanical and electronic assembly tools. Right then and there, I heard the announcement from the intercom of my translator implant momentarily froze, the sign of a new concept being indexed. The translation came in as Cybernetic Augmentation Procedure in Process. Auxation number 23 is now occupied. I have experienced the horrors of the trench warfare and fought the demon hordes, but never in my life did I think that an intelligent species would use the very same techniques as demonkind. Never did I think that I would watch a sapien just calmly sit there in a machine, unceremoniously drilled, cut, bolted, and welded machinery and electronics under her own body to replace that which flesh could not replace. Never did I think that I would witness the species so utterly at odds with nature that they forged their own bodies like they were just another piece of machinery. To these creatures, the natural limitations imposed upon them were not what defined them. It was in the fact of the defiance of nature that did. Even the very pain that tells all life that it lives was a mere nuisance to them. Pain management implants, they called them. Implants, artificial limbs, entirely new, unseen organs, and their bodies just accepted them, not because they lacked the universal mechanisms for rejection, mind you, because they dove into the forbidden depths of nanotechnology and used it to entirely reforge their genome and tie themselves to the concept of body modification. Is their rampant defiance of nature, then, what scared you? Oh, 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 not at all. It's that I came home with a new pair of legs. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you did, please consider supporting the author from the link down below. 
Otherwise, if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways to do so, like liking, subscribing, and possibly even becoming a patron. Otherwise, the easiest way would be to share. And until the next video, I hope that you all have a good one, and I'll see you then. Cheers.